Hey there, everybody. I'm filmmaker, podcaster, California State Certified Violence Prevention Specialist and podiatrist to the stars, Phil Lairness. And I've been proud to be a U.S. cultural correspondent for Alex Lefchuk's Midweek Drive program for many years now. And I congratulate you, dear listener, on having found this oasis of podcast audio magic in the cosmos or on your internet-equipped mobile device, or your computer.
Classics Nouveau, an English new wave band. 1982 was when they had their top 20 hit, Is It a Dream? They did have number one hits in Poland, Portugal, Yugoslavia, Israel and I believe Iceland. There you go, Classics Nouveau from the era in which, yes, Chariots of Fire, as reviewed by Richard Fitzwilliams, was just echoing the, the greatness of the new romantic movement and probably wearing his frills at the time, as most Welsh people probably were, uh, with his uh, velvet uh, trousers and other uh, new romantic nods in that direction, will have been Robin Pierce. Isn't that right, Robin? I was never a new romantic. Never! I knew somebody who, who was, mm-hmm. um, but it was... Not for me. Uh, and actually, um, when I was waiting for my cue, yes. I was thinking, Classics Nouveau, yes. I have no recollection of no. that. They formed out of the ashes of X-ray specs. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, there we are. I was actually having a nostalgic discussion with an old school friend of mine um, via social media last night mm. when we were discussing a short-lived band that we liked back in about 1975. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Fox by any chance? Uh, single bed. Single bed. Single bed. I know the last we had. Sorry, she, she, she did sound as though she'd been partially strangling herself in many ways. Oh, really. She had these like, eccentric moves Almost, to quote a cliche, I'm not being a ages here but a bit like embarrassing granny moves you know times yes, yes. <laughs> you know well, we talked like about da- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we talked about dad dancing and we moved on there however yeah the breakup of x-ray specs tri- triggered an advertisement apparently placed in melody maker oh I remember that searching for a I new do. lead singer sal so- like the record mirror though that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Sal, Sal Solo forming with the news answered the advertisement uh, and so Classics Nouveau were, were formed first gig on the 25th of August 1979 anyway um, before we go into reviews Robin I've got a little treat for your good self I can't believe we've actually gone far too many years without actually digging out this public information uh, piece of information vital importance uh, particularly in lockdown and I somehow feel as though if we could actually just uh, uh, place the current gurus in Westminster with this particular piece of advice, then suddenly I think the world would be a better place. Are you ready for this, Robin? I am. Charlie and I were out the back when Vera and Dave came by and said, come along for a picnic. And I was going, but Charlie said, <coughs> he said I'd better tell Mum where I'm going. So we told him to wait while we went and asked. But Mum was talking to the milkman. And she talked such a long time that when I had asked her and she'd said yes, the others had gone. Mum asked us why we hadn't gone, and when I told her, she said we'd been good for not going and would we like a day out with her instead. Charlie says, always tell your mummy before you go off somewhere so she knows who you are with. And keep socially distanced. I mean, would that not be so much more effective? Oh, my goodness. 
I remember that so well. Exactly. It didn't do us any harm. <laughs> we didn't talk to strangers. Well, do you remember the one about not going near, so like ponds and bodies well, that, of water? Well, that was very scary. The Grim yes. Reaper. Yeah, exactly. That, oh. that, that was a precursor to the AIDS iceberg, the Grim Reaper, in terms of the... That was I the, think it was more effective than the AIDS iceberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, much better than Rolf Harris, of course, which was equally as scary with kids and water. They love it. But still, that's another line entirely. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, don't let him near a swimming pool. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good R- Rolf, what are you doing? What are you yeah, thinking? Now, Rolf. Yes, yeah, please um, But Charlie says It's just, I feel you know, I, I, I could see Makes more sense to the Prime Minister announcement yes. Going through my head as yeah. I, And I haven't thought about that for years Well, do you see, that's just part and parcel Of the joyous wonderment that we actually and bring the standard of driving we see these yeah. Bring back Reginald Mole, husband. Uh, uh, until the day parking. he gets it right. Yeah. Until the day he gets it right. Very good. Uh, so, reviews, where are you going to go? Obviously, as you said last week, we've been putting out quite a lot of uh, new product these days. I don't know what you're going to select in terms of the, the ways forward, but it's over to you. this week. Oh. And I've homed in on the July 11th midweek drive. The first thing I noticed about the July 11th midweek drive is, hey, I'm back on the midweek drive, not on the morning drive. Yeah. Well, this is good. It feels like being at home again. Exactly. And, of course, there were some amazing segments that you did. And, as usual, I went, I added it all back to France, so I... You it's know. all right. Life is an illusion. Life is just like that. In fact, it's a bit like uh, we're existing in a Benjamin Button time frame, effectively, uh, just just heading backwards. And sometimes we catch people who are growing, uh, aging the other way, and we we meet up halfway through, and and then it all works out wonderfully. Sometimes I think life is more like a Picasso painting. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so I started off with the second part, mm. not realizing that. I had completely moved positions from my usual slot uh, right at the end, uh, and I was actually yes. the first one on. Front and center, yes. Wow, mm. this is amazing. <laughs> but okay, from what I listened to, you started off with The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Mm. Now, that put me in a good mood straight away, <laughs> despite it being country music, which I'm known not to be that much of a fan mm. of. But Devil Went Down to Georgia is one of a handful of country songs that I actually like. I, I like the delivery. I like the beat. I, I like the story it tells. I like the imagery it evokes. And oddly, when the segment comes up that the band of demons are playing, that's the type of music I usually go for, mm. as you well know. Mm. So a nice kind of reprise for Charlie Daniels there. Um, Then we had Tessa Snart. I've missed Tessa because over the past couple of weeks, um, my attention has been diverted to some of the other content that you've been producing. Mm -hmm. And I saw that she was uh, promoting The Rising. Mm. Okay, The Rising, this doesn't sound like a country band. Mm. You know, it's not sort of like um, Billy Ray Barber, the Hayseeds. Exactly. Uh, uh, Okay, right, this this, this is promising. And the song 
was actually not bad at all. I thought it was a great summer song. And it had the line, which I really liked, because it was so cheesy. Open the parachute, baby, because I'm falling for you. Mm. So cheesy, but I loved that line. It reminded me of a song from the last Alice Cooper, of all people, hmm. um, album, where he the, the chorus went, I'm falling in love and I can't get up. <laughs> so I'm going to give that song an eight. Hmm. That's more than my average. I am very much so. Okay, then we went on to, I'm hoping I'm present, I'm um, pronouncing this right, uh, Cadillac... Kuate? Kadiali. Uh, Kuate. Kadiali. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to write it phonetically, then I misread what I'd <laughs> actually written. I honestly didn't know what to expect. No. But in the end, it was another upbeat summer song that I really enjoyed. See, this is one of the things I like about doing the midweek drive, mm. is that I'm, I'm either hearing new classic, new songs that I've never heard before mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying, or alternatively, you send me down a nostalgic mm. path, and I'm sort of revisiting songs that I've loved in the past. Um, the song, That's Just The Way It Is. That's a good song to describe the year so far. Mm. That should be the 2020 anthem. Yeah. Um, moving on to Sarah Huntley and her West Country thoughts on curtain twitches, people telling you queuing rules. She had stones with us on the uh, uh, Zoomer we did with her last night, of course. Uh, A a genuine stone that remembered her as uh, the first time she was ever directed by Graham Harper. He used to throw stones at her. Only kidding. Um, But there we are. (laughs) Um, The the righteous people who tell you... uh, Stand behind that line. Yeah, exactly. Don't go too far. Uh, When, you know, you were going to stop anyway. Somewhat more sort of problematic when the first thing you see as you're driving into Cornwall is a big poster sign uh, hung down uh, from the uh, overhead uh, bridges saying uh, F off home, which is very welcoming. In Wales, it was go home. Yes, yes. You know, they they stopped it there. Yeah, precisely. Um, But those are irritations. Mm. And I was in in a local bargain shop in town yesterday picking up some food for the rodents that we have Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i found myself just getting irritated by people around me because they either hold their breath as they come up to you Mm. and pass you Mm. as if that's going to do anything (laughs) and you know i shower every day i promise Mm. um or they're right in your face Mm. and control your unruly children, people. Mm. Come on. Mm. I I think that we should be given cattle prods, electronic cattle prods. It's like Miri all over again, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, bonk, Ah, bonk on the head. Ali, ali, up, spiel. As I said, these are now universal irritations, but others are uh, like being encouraged in England anyway, to flock to shops and mm. gyms. It's all over by Christmas. Where, we've heard, where have we heard that one before? Uh, well, c- 
come Christmas, what I reckon is going to happen is we'll all be told not to focus on what was said in the summer, mm, yeah. um, but to focus on the upcoming December 31st final Brexit, Brexit. time. Do we have a deal? That'll be the deflection point. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, I am not flocking into a shop and I am certainly not going near a gym for the time being. Jessica Lynn. Um, an odd mix of teaching, music, and maths. Mm. And it was great to hear Tessa's interview style on the show. Really was. I think she was asking really good questions, leading questions, so that, of course, Jessica did more of the talking. I've always thought that with interviews, if I'm interviewing anybody either for... Starburst Magazine or on the stage at Sci-Fi Weekender, any time you hear more from me than you do the interviewee, I'm in trouble. But it's all about you, Robin. No, it's not. Yes, it I, I'm the conduit for the audience. <sighs> That's all. And it may be, maybe Jonathan Ross and people like Steve Wright in the afternoon hmm. could maybe take something from that. Oh, steady on, steady on. <laughs> Oh, another little factoid I got from you was Bolo. Be on the lookout. Really? I know you that. Did, you know. I've heard it, yeah. but it suddenly just yeah. went flying over my head. I didn't know what it meant. You'll be saying that HPD you weren't familiar with in Y50 shortly. Honolulu Police Department. Of course. Yeah. I remember Steve McGarrett. Proper Steve McGarrett. <laughs> Jack Lord. Hmm. You see, uh, the, the, the tragedy in the upcoming show is it's very, very rare that they actually wear suits and ties. And I feel if you're in a tropical area like Hawaii, wearing suits and ties as the original uh, James MacArthur, uh, Jack Lord, Cam Fong and Kono actually did is, is part and parcel of being in the Hawaii Five-0 police force. It has to be. Absolutely has to be. Hmm. Uh, I thought that all of, um, in, in summation of Jessica Lynn, she she was a testament to chasing your dreams. But she did have the line of the whole show. Mm. When she described Weatherspoons as the pearly gates to heaven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I do enjoy the odd steak and sometimes a fried breakfast mm -hmm. uh at that particular hostelry. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know that I would have actually described it as the pearly gates. No, no, no. I mean, I, I suppose in a country which might see a late entry by Kanye West into the presidency, I suppose you've got to expect these kind of strange things. But, you know, if I, if very unlikely, hmm. but if I went to heaven, my idea of heaven is not two for the price of one cocktails. I'll hmm. tell you that. Hmm. Hmm. Then we went on to part two which was actually part one. Joey Jameson. Do, do, do not worry about these whole things, because literally, if you they're, they're, they're entered into southsidebroadcastingpodbean.com. One comes before two, so you actually, as you go down the page, you'll yeah. follow it through from there. Ah. As you go down the page, because most people read downwards, Robin, that's what I would say, as opposed to reading upwards, just the thought. Well, I always thought the, the, the lower one is the older one being replaced by the one at the top. Yeah, the no, no. I don't <laughs> I overthink things. Zoe Jameson, hmm. conquering the world one species at a time yeah. and still unpacking. Where in 
the United Kingdom is she now? I'm not expecting an address in a postcode. She, you mean you you haven't appreciated the links that we've had with Zoe, our Zoomers, where we've actually featured her friendly neighbourhood uh, cockerels, uh, her, uh, her horse, a pony that's coming over that actually came over from Ireland, and no, how she brought a horse over uh, from yeah, Ireland. The horse came over by itself. It's very well mannered, very well trained, and Ooh, and, and, and Newbury as well. So Goodness she's on me. the mainland. Yes, then. yes. Okay, cool. Two, com- two complete to... weeks have been wrapped now of her uh, job as a fully qualified vet in Newbury. Fantastic. Mm. Poppy Booth, philosopher extraordinaire. She's doing... And Resonance Rewind co-host these days. Indeed. She's doing more of the... Um, as she's doing more of the midweek drive, she's developing a talent, and I hope she doesn't mind my saying this, but, you know, I'm here to be to review. She's developing a talent for explaining complex philosophical concepts, mm. mm. like the tables and shadows mm. um, from Plato. Mm. And she's making Plato and Nietzsche, for example, accessible to everybody. Mm. Now, I think that takes talent and expertise. Mm. Mm. And I think she's doing a, a fantastic job. And she's she's developing a bit further every week, in my opinion. Mm. Mm. Now then, I suspect strongly you want to know who the contributor of the week was. It is one of the key objectives that we have, Robin. Yeah, but I'm just doing a little bit of a bit. Of course. Uh, it has to go to a, a joint one. A joint one, okay? It has to go to Tessa Snart and Jessica Lynn for that thing. See, uh, these Steve Wright and the afternoon crowds, they get in everywhere. They just oh. need to have a whole range of things there. So yeah. chavvy, so chavvy. <laughs> exactly. Very important. Uh, Robin, have you had a reasonably interesting telephonic link with us on the programme today? I've enjoyed it, thank you, yes. Will you be back with us again very shortly, of course, for Resonance Rewind? Uh, well worth accessing. Miri, uh, interesting that one of the contributors to the Facebook update said that Miri was the name of his cat. It's extremely, oh, indeed, yes. Yeah, yeah. It just, just, just goes to show the kind of aspect that we're looking for. Uh, Resonance Rewind will be focusing on in time and other things. We did have a request from um, one of our uh, co-hosts as well, uh, Jenny Bill, who said, uh, why, why, why no UFO? I said, it's all right, UFO is on the list. Yes, it has it been, been considered. We'll work our way through that. So it's all, all going to be happy. Uh, meanwhile, back in the US of A.
Hi, this is Jean Bruce Scott and Randy Reinholz. And when we're not busily producing some of the most outstanding Native American theater in Los Angeles, we always like to check out the best of British audio adventures with Alex Lefchuk and his team of the Midweek Drive and Midweek Drive Morning Editions on Siren FM and Southside Broadcasting.
always been a bit confused by the lotus eaters when they say the first picture of you, the first picture of summer, seeing the flowers scream their joy. Does that mean when they see an image of Zoe James and they go, ah, like flowers do? I don't know. Uh, maybe they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're walking through the fields, so you're doing stuff, do you, do you think, oh, what's that sound? Oh, it's the flowers screaming with joy because I'm here. Um, I haven't experienced that yet, no. but I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> Please do. It's, it's just one of those things which over the last two decades has really kind of begun to uh, raise questions with me. Um, two weeks, Zoe. Two weeks and still helping the equine population of Newbury and surrounding areas, how are your veterinary works going? Yeah, good, thank you. It's dying in. Um, I've actually just finished, I've been in the clinic this morning to sort out the inpatient, so I've just finished that. Hmm. So it was very well timed, actually. Timing is ever the way that we operate here. It's uh, Jameson and Leftuke on the case. It's seamless. It's like Pep Guardiola's Man City. Perfect passing, really. It's great stuff. Um, when last we spoke, of course, the cockerel was very excited because he was going to have a new friend that was going to come to uh, to stay with him. It was going to be Zoe's pony. <laughs> and how has Zoe's pony, otherwise known, of course, as that gremlin extraordinaire Gizmo... <laughs> How has he been settling in? Did he manage yeah. to make it down the down from Ireland okay? Yeah, Gizmo made it. Um, well, he arrived on Sunday evening, mm. um, and the cockerel was delighted to see him. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, he seems to be settling in very well. So. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, yeah, all good. This is, I mean, you know, g- given that Gizmo, as we found out when we had a Zoomer with your good self, uh, was indeed actually put to one side by your sister, you know, it, it just goes to show you should be relief, relief, relief unmitigated that at least you yourself, Zoe, have actually taken him, made him a nice proper bed, and he's all on form, which is marvellous. Yeah, I think they're missing him at home. But um, oh, too, too, too much. I'm sorry. They should, have, they should have thought about that before they said, oh, we're going to have to get rid of Gizmo. You know, poor little soul. Actually, having, to, having to get his ticket, to get across the Irish Sea, having to get on the ferry, having to deal with all that, having to deal with all the, the sort of the customs officers and folk from there. Anyway, he's safe now. That's the important thing. And Newbury is happy as a result. We were speaking recently to a gentleman who's just put together a, a brand new app uh, for small businesses called 22 apps and so on uh, because yes i know it's supposed to be the thing websites so last decade it's all about the app now I know there was a case say there's an app for that, but there's never been an app for Zoe Jameson as far as I'm concerned. You know, Zoe Jameson, yes, there's an app for that. No, no, there isn't. There's only one. She's there. <laughs> you, can, you can tell it's the real Zoe because the, the flowers are screaming with joy in the background. Ah! <laughs> um, have you any thoughts? I mean, do you use apps in, in the veterinary world? I mean, do because, I mean, as technology begins to, to echo the whole, you know, impinge on every area of our life, um, do you use apps to, to actually identify diseases, problems, colic cases? Or is it a case of, no, I put my trust in my feelings, Luke, and go from there? Um, I'm not sure we have that many apps that we use. I suppose... There are some books that have apps that you can look things up in, but mm. um, yeah, I haven't 
Yeah, not really. Actually. No, I mean, un- understandably, uh, Matthew McGregor was was keen to actually say there's pretty much an app for everything. And I thought, well, what about veterinary work? You know, I, d- I didn't put the question to it because it was his first uh, show, and after all, he'd come up with the idea for the company while skiing down a mountain. So that's okay. And he was Canadian, <laughs> so I still is Canadian actually, uh, even though I, th- I thought it was, uh, you know, it was one of those moments in an interview where you refer to uh, when did he launch the app? He launched it on the seventh of July this year. Uh, why didn't he get it launched on the fourth? of July could have gone for Independence Day and he says because I'm Canadian ha <laughs> 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 you know, these are the kind of things we just just work through I mean, clearly we're going to have to bring you on board for some of our Zoomer joint Zoomers today because uh, I think so far our, our, our Zoomer packages we've done one on one maybe we should be looking in the near future to actually bring on board a couple of other sort of uh, Zoom people that we can work through with and um, you know, yeah, definitely. You know. um, so I won't I'll ask the cliched question about interesting cases so far, but are you noticing that, as we're told by our talking teddy bear, uh, otherwise known as the Prime Minister, uh, that actually we are looking at uh, you know, everything is going back to go back to normal, or, or is there a case of no, don't be silly, you still got to wear your mask and be socially distanced? What's the what's the vibe in Newbury? Um, well, I have to admit, I haven't been very good at watching or listening to the news this week. No. It's been a bit chaotic. That's because you're saving animals' lives, but, Zoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, you know, we really should have a clap for Zoe campaign in so which... <laughs> We could tell it was clappy for Zoe because the the, the, the flowers were screaming. No, 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 I just, just, I just step away from the flowers screaming in the background. Hey, Zoe! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I haven't noticed more people wearing masks. And then, hmm. when do we have to wear them in the shops? Is it uh, it's actually the 24th of July. So, yes, uh, Friday the 24th of July is when we should be fully masked up. I mean, I, I, I do have my mask to hand now. I'm in a studio, not in a shop, not selling anything, so I'm not wearing the mask at present, but will be wearing the mask when I exit the studio to go back to the car. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll get used to it. Uh, it seems quite interesting that the, the latest advice seems to be it's all going to be back to normal, and then the chief medical officer saying, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't. Pantomime is a different season, really. Um, maybe we should, we should actually acknowledge what's happening in the United States where when they've come out of lockdown too soon, uh, they've got all manner of cases going through in, into mm. the world. So I don't know. It's a bit challenging to keep track, track of, isn't it? We probably need an app for it, actually. I'll have a word with my <laughs> Canadian colleague and see if he can actually get something sorted out. But yeah, you're right. in a sense, there is that, that confusion. Presumably, when you go out on a call, you need to be masked up as well. Well, I'm quite lucky that I'm based in the hospital, so... Um, I don't actually go out on very many calls. Ah, right. Um, but what so about people coming in? I mean, do they should be wearing masks, surely. Um, well, we... So clients that bring their horses to us, mm. we have a stable that they put their horse in. Right. And we go and collect the horse from the stable. Um, and then the clients obviously aren't allowed in the practice. So no. We have a, a barrier that stops them. <laughs> Yeah. In. So, it's an electrified yeah. barrier, so uh, clearly, you know, if you go too far, you'll just have a total lethal electric shock. <laughs> you'll go through. No, only, only kidding. I, I know that Newbury people have this reputation for actually being very concerned about get off my land, but electrification, I think, is is not necessarily there. Actually, on a serious note, that's a, a classic case of, of contactless pay or contactless service within the veterinary world. So at least you yeah. you've thought it through. Um, Again, not something that we would have been an- anticipating uh, uh, this time a year ago, or indeed this time six months ago, arguably, but there we are. Yeah, it seems to be working well, though, so that's good. Yeah, well, 
you know, that and technology, it's seeing us through, slowly but surely, seeing us through. Uh, yeah. So any other adventures that you've been experiencing so far that you want to share with us, or is it just a case of I literally from dawn to dusk, and, and other than my media commitments for half 11 on Saturdays, broadcast later on, of course, on a week time slot on the midweek drive, and or my Zoomers, which go out on a very regular basis as well, uh, I've just got far too little time to, to, to do anything. Anything else you've been doing? Any more trips to London that you've gone for? Um, no, I haven't been to London recently. Mm. Uh, I suppose this week I have just been, well, I did some work with the Little Pony, so that was quite fun. Mm. And then one of the girls um, from work, her horse is kept at the same yard. So we went out on them together the other day and ah. managed to find a pub that was pony friendly. So that was well, quite fun. That's, that's I mean, there is from the cliched book of ancient comments, which probably get tumbleweed going, the classic line of, did you bring your horse into the bar? And the barman ask the horse, why the long face? Yes. I mean, I think there are, I, I did even, I, I actually had that on the script really, but never mind. But pony friendly bars, that's good. That's excellent. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. quite good. I mean, you know, you can name check them in, in in the fullness of time, but only when they pay you a significant amount of funds to actually do that. So for for, for basically blatant sponsorship on sponsorship on air, we'll we'll hold fire on that. <laughs> Uh, so, still to come on the programme, we're going to our station philosopher Poppy Booth, who might might be actually looking at um, Emmanuel Kant. I think. Uh, she may not be, though. Who knows? It may just be a tease ahead from that. Uh, Tessa Snart will be having our country tune of the week. Zoe Jameson, it has been fantastic. The flowers have been screaming their heads off. As you can understand, they're just, they're just, you know, just, honestly, just look at her picture on, on, on Facebook. Ah, there they go. Um, have you had a reasonably interesting telephonic link with us on the programme today, Zoe Jameson? I have, as always. So there we are. So the next critical question, as ever, are you up for the usual traditional Sunday Zoomer tomorrow? Are you up for that? Is that is that going to be a go? Or, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. That should work. Okay. Well, I'll, se- uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'll send you the details. I mean, <laughs> if only for the cockerel, you know, who, who obviously started off this whole line of, you know, the cockerel seeing pictures of Zoe Jameson and the cockerel screaming for joy. <laughs> So good. Well, let let's coordinate that, yeah, and then and then, and then hopefully we'll, we'll we'll talk about ways in which you might be able to join us for some of our, our latest slots in the in the course of the week when we connect with California and when we connect with um, other areas and zones as well. I mean, I'm thinking maybe I, mean, I don't know if you work from dawn to dusk because I think in theory we're looking at doing a California link at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening, which would be oh, a Zoom. Well then, that might be that might be another option. You could be okay. you could be you could you could connect you with with Phil Linus if he's back, and is safely ensconced in a socially distanced way, uh, in the land of California. Oh wow. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about possibly uh, Sunday. We'll talk about all sorts of other wonderful things. Zoe, it has been fantastic. Keep on keeping on. Time for Nick Kershaw again. A man who had his hits long before you were born, but that's okay. Wouldn't it be good? <laughs>
You may have heard on a previous podcast or previous show the thoughts of Robin Pierce on his analysis of Poppy Booth getting better each week, making philosophical concepts like Plato's cave perfectly understandable to the rest of the Western world. Proves that we were actually right to actually say um, we make her regular on this particular production of uh, uh, events. It's Poppy Booth, ace station philosopher. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well today, yeah. Marvellous. And in case people are listening to this on Siren Radio's Midweek Drive, the usual slot on a uh, Wednesday afternoon, good afternoon, good evening. It's twenty. Uh, it's coming up to 20 past five or 22 minutes past five. It's very confusing because at the same time as this is being done, uh, Poppy's going to be in another programme. And it's all, it's, honestly, it's, it's almost as though you're having to split yourself in three, four, f- multiple, multiple poppies, you know, you're genetically cloned. Anyway, uh, springing up my poppies, quite literally. Uh, no, I won't go any, into any further aspects with respect to that, but I will say, are we... Uh, was I right? Because I, th- I wasn't sure whether you'd sown the seed of Immanuel Kant. Uh, you may not have done that. You may have actually thought, I'm going to go completely different. Where are you going? Because we've looked at Nietzsche. We've looked... Uh, I mean, I'm sure Schopenhauer might, Schopenhauer might be coming into play in some way, shape or form, but um, Plato clearly was, was focused. Where are you going to take us, philosophically speaking, this week? Um, you guessed correctly. I am going to do a little bit of Kant's moral mm. philosophy today. Mm. Yeah, I actually didn't know what I was going to do on Wednesday, and then or when we did the uh, Res- resonance rewind, rewind mm. where I did sow the seed, but I sowed the seed for myself, in fact, that day. Mm. And mm. I thought, actually, that's. I'll elaborate on that a bit. Exactly. exactly. You know, you, you go from uh, Gene Roundbury's original Star Trek series episode Miri, and then on to Immanuel Kant. It's natural, Naturally. natural line. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, I, uh, I'll start. I think just with a quote that he said. Like, I think uh, gives a nice little ramp into his ideas. So he said, two things awe me most: the starry, the starry sky above me, and the moral law within me." So, first of all, you get the sense that he thinks that um, humans' morality comes from inside. And this is at a time where a lot of people were getting their morality from um, higher powers like God and uh, all of the divine law theory uh, is a big part of the time that he was working in. And he was like, no, religion and morality should be kept apart. That's very important. And so to determine what's moral, it has to come from your own reason. Um, And so what he differentiated between were two sets of imperatives, so commands that we have to follow. Uh, You have hypothetical imperatives, which are sort of, um, if you you want to earn money, then you ought to get a job. Uh, If you want to get a good mark in an exam, then you ought to revise. So they're commands that you need to follow if you want something in particular. So they're not about morality they're mm. just about um, causation direction you want to be in yeah mm. uh, and then he uh, separates that from categorical imperatives which he thinks are our source of morality and they are commands that you should follow whether you want to or not and there's a load of these that he thinks are um, uh, really important one of them that a lot of people use as an example and that I also will use as an example is the idea of lying he thinks that uh, you shouldn't lie, and that is a categorical imperative. So no matter what the situation is, whether you want to or not, you shouldn't lie, and that's your uh, moral duty is to follow that. Um, and he, there are two separate... Uh, well, actually, there are four ways in which he uh, says that you can figure out what these categorical imperatives are. Uh, I'll just talk about two, the two most important ones for time's sake, because I think they're probably the, the most interesting. So the first one is 
um, whether the concept is universalizable. So uh, with lying again, um, he thinks that you should act on a rule, so don't lie, if it could be uh, forced upon everyone in the world without leading to any contradictions. So if I said, oh, you can lie, that's uh, in Kant's words, is basically saying, oh, you should lie and everyone else should lie as well. And if that was the way the world went, then there would be a lot of contradictions uh, appearing because everyone would be lying about everything. You wouldn't know what was going on. Hang on a minute. Isn't that fake news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could (laughs) definitely. I don't think Cam would be involved in fake news at all. He'd be very much against it. Uh, So, yeah, that's the first formulation. So whether something can be universalizable. And then the second one is the formula of humanity. So he basically thinks that you should not treat people as a mere means, which uh, is basically, in simple terms, saying you shouldn't use people. Uh, they should be seen as an end. They should be seen as the final uh, product of what you want. So, um, you know, you can't uh, pay someone way less money to do a job. Just, you know, treat them as an object. You've got mm. to treat them as an actual human and recognize their humanity because he sees everyone as an end in ourselves. So basically, yeah, he's got a lot of different um, ways to decide what is the categorical imperative. But, uh, yeah, in short, you should always follow that. And uh, no matter what the consequences are, you should never go against categorical imperative, which can lead to something that might seem um, unintuitive, but that's, a, that's another conversation. Or, or, as we'd like to say, the categorical imperative. Oh, yeah. uh, another German philosopher, obviously following in the echo, uh, in the well, actually following the footsteps, because he was well before uh, the work of Friedrich Nietzsche. Of course, uh, Kant was working uh, in the Age of Enlightenment, um, and probably most famous for his uh, his works, the Critique of Pure Reason, uh, mm. where he also drew a parallel to the Copernican Revolution uh, and the notion that worldly objects uh, can be intuited, intuited beforehand, and intuition is independent from objective reality. So again, you're into that whole notion of what does it actually mean? What's actually sort of what's it all about on that sort of basis? Philosophers love that question. Do you know, if we're going to be on the planet for 79 years, from the 22nd of April 1724 to the 12th of April 1804, clearly you're going to say, well, what's it all about then? What is it all about? Very strange. Uh, So uh, again. Does Immanuel Kant make it into your you know, head of Nietzsche, head of Plato? Where, where do you actually position him as, as, as a personal favourite for yourself? Do you think critique of pure reason? I don't know. Uh, I think I think he's got good ideas. I don't know if they're quite nuanced enough. I think just saying you need to follow this rule no matter what doesn't really take into account the... Um, mm intricacies of human life so i'd say he's behind nietzsche in my rating but he's still pretty high up I like yeah the yeah exactly university of Königsberg was when he uh, he did most of his work and uh, again at a period of the age of enlightenment where people were saying we were beginning to see the scientific method that was questioning with respect to uh, faith to religion to, to other elements so and as you said with respect to obviously uh, uh, the uh, moral imperatives and so on lots of big questions there about what ought to be the case and so on emmanuel kant uh, will be delighted that he has entered the poppy booth hall of philosophical fame a uh, true honor i think so i mean you know people talk in terms of country music of getting into the nashville hall of fame and clearly tessa's not have a lot to say about that but ultimately if you're if you're into philosophy and you are a philosopher you know there can be uh few uh, greater privileges than actually being inducted formally into the poppy booth hall of philosophical fame
So yeah, I think that's, that's right. I, mean, I bet, I bet your, your, uh, your tutor's at uh, the University of uh, Ster- Stirling University? St. Andrews. St. Andrews. I knew there was yeah. an ST in there. The University of St. Andrews, they would be very pleased if you actually said, I'm now actually, uh, I've set up my own philosophical hall of fame. And uh, week by week, uh, slowly but surely, philosophers are being uh, given their particular positions in yeah. aforementioned hall of fame. I'll let them know. Uh... Yeah, spread the word. That's the important thing. Other than that, Poppy, what have you been doing this week? Has it been a case of, you know, I've got to, I've got to do my research for Residence Rewind. I've got to actually do my screenings for that. I've got my media planning for oh, the the the, the uh, philosopher of the week. I've got to coordinate uh, uh, zoomers with people in Seattle to make sure that they're going to be online at the same time and everybody's connected on that. I don't have time to breathe. But what have you been doing? Yeah, definitely a lot of that. I've been um, apart from that. Uh, I've my younger sisters had a lot of friends round so I've had to supervise them oh. a lot. So that's been have they been uh, have they been wearing have they been wearing masks and socially distancing themselves? They have been socially distancing, yes. Mm-hmm. They have. Mm-hmm. Uh, under my, my strict my strict supervision. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty I, much been my week. I, I find if in doubt Poppy, a cattle prod can actually work quite usefully. <laughs> Uh, you know, electrified or otherwise, but it can be a useful way in which you, you just maintain that that kind of meter distance, meter plus, oh, really. Yeah, I'll bear that in mind. It, well, you know, it, it's a thought, and, and given that we're about to enter Farm Safety Week uh, with a feature that we're running on on Monday via Zoom, then then clearly you know you need to be aware of that. That you know, cattle prods important to maintain social distancing as well. Uh, on that note, have you had a reasonably interesting telephonic link with us today, Poppy Booth? I have, yes, I have indeed. And so, therefore, can I confirm that you will be back with us with another Philosopher of the Week to be inducted into the PB Hall of Fame. Will you be back with us in the very near future, probably in a week's time? Yes, I think I will.
Is it an Australian dollar, a Yankee dollar, another dollar entirely? Hello, uh, um, I just say hello, Vera. There, no, 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 no. Hello, blank. Easy mistake to make, especially when I was actually thinking about Robin Pierce effectively turning around and saying he's Miss Tessa Snart, but what an outstanding, and you say again, outstanding interview that she actually provided with uh, Jessica Lynn, uh, and indeed even awarded uh, both Caddy Alley and uh, uh, Jessica Lynn's uh, uh, recommendations from, from Robin got, got probably the highest scores he's ever given. So you know, maybe, oh, wow. yeah, I know it is very strange, but. Uh, it's very complimentary about your interviewing style, uh, Tessa. Oh. So that's very good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> you can listen to this back. Yeah, yeah you, oh. can, you can listen to all manner of other aspects and, and take it from thence, uh, including professional vocalists in Leeds called Biddy Ronell. Yes, Biddy. Gosh, she's, um, she's quite a unique artist. Her music has been described as dark and twisty country rock. Um, but the single that I've kind of chosen for today, this is her upcoming third single called Thrill. It kind of mirrors that of the Risings last week. It's quite risky. Um, I don't know whether all these country artists have got together and decided that this year all their music's going to be a bit risky and cheeky. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. But yes, this is another one. So I don't know what you're going to think of this, Alex. Will it, gi- will, will it give about. me a thrill? I mean, this is the key thing, and I don't, I don't want it to be a cheap thrill, Tessa, because you know I'm not that kind of boy. You know, it's I, just, you I know. know. <laughs> would I ever pick a song that was a cheap thrill? Oh, well, well, exactly. I yeah. <laughs> this one comes with a great guitar solo as well. Um, I'm quite partial to a great guitar solo, so yeah, um, and it's available to pre-order now if, if people out there like it, and it's set for release on the 31st of July. So see what you see. Uh, can't see it today. See what you think of this one. Tell myself it's the last time that it happens all over again. 
Back in the day, it used to be referred to as a one-night stand. Best not go there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the uh, wonderful world of Biddy Rennell there, singer-songwriter Biddy, and two of her musically talented, country-loving friends, David Luke and Stu McGrew. Yes. Fantastic. There we go. And you can actually find out how she gets her very unusual name, Biddy Rennell, um, on the latest episode of Country in the Kitchen, which will be out next Friday. You see, it just is seamless, the uh, cross-promotional side of things that we operate here. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a new app system, 22 apps, as we mentioned before with uh, uh, Mark um, and uh, his sort of genius stuff. Okay, it is time for that usual uh, choice of decision time uh, for Tessa. And again, uh, it's not going to be an easy choice this week, but then again, oh. you know not. I mean, bearing in mind that Biddy Rennell, professional vocalist in Leeds, of course, although she doesn't really sound like a Leeds professional vocalist, but still never mind. <laughs> She's travelled a lot, and um, she's lived in many different places, ah, so there's a lot of influences okay. in there. <laughs> well, allowing for the huge success, as uh, David Snart would actually say, of Leeds United after a gap of yeah. uh, a decade and a half, when actually Tessa wasn't even in double digits. She was a single-digit <laughs> soul. Uh, Leeds United actually back in the Premiership. We can offer you the traditional Leeds anthem. Uh, we all stand together. Let's face it, they've been to Alan's back. To Alan's back. <laughs> oh. Or... Rascal Flats and Life is a Highway. Where are you going to go? Rascal Flats oh, no, or Paul McCartney and we all stand together. Are you going to take the family line of supporting Leeds United, celebrating that? Or are you going to go Rascal Flats and Life is a Highway? Where are you going to position that? Any other day, yeah. I would have gone with Life is a Highway, Rascal Flats, because right. I love them. But yes. I will dedicate this to my dad, David Snart. Let's go with the lead dance by Paul McCartney. <laughs>
apparently people from Kasabian are actually in tears about the results still. Never mind. All, oh. all good. So life continues. <laughs> uh, and who would have thought that uh, Leeds would have actually adopted that uh, Paul oh, McCartney no. epic as, as one of their themes. So was it celebratory time in the Snart household last night when the final result came in in Huddersfield? Huddersfield actually beat uh, <laughs> the uh, wonders of West Bromwich Albion to uh, effectively seal Leeds United's fate. Well, I wasn't there, but I can only assume it, it was a celebration. Um, mm. But I'll be speaking to my dad today, so mm. I'm mm. sure that will be, you know, the subject we talk about. Uh, um, that's a wonderfully harmonious tune, isn't it? I love that. Well, exactly. It, it kind of brings together Walker. sophistication, socially distanced approach, of course, and wearing masks, <laughs> which is the way exactly. forward. It's Tessa, a new fashion statement. Of course. Have you had a reasonably interesting telephonic link with us on the programme today? I definitely have. Marvellous. And will you be up for joining us for one of our special Zoomers in the very near future when you'll be connecting with Graham Harper, Richard Fitzwilliams, Sarah Huntley and myself for a uh, further consideration of the fate of the arts sector and in particular the cinema sector in the UK. Will you be with us for that? Oh, yes. Most certainly. That's wonderful. Happy trails. Keep on keeping on. And stay socially distanced. You too. Thank you.
was the 1960s television series The Prisoner, which actually once had a motto which went along the lines of a still tongue makes for a happy life, or variations on that effect. Well, maybe that's just one of the techniques we might like to use if we're actually involved uh, in a car situation where you're having an argument, because it would seem that recent research has suggested that 94% of drivers suffer arguments in the car, with one in 10 reporting that there are arguments in their car on every journey. And apparently children are caused the most arguments, with 42% of parents agreeing it's down to their bad behaviour. So, in such an instance, we clearly need to send in for the emergency experts here, the superheroines of child psychology. And so we're delighted to actually welcome to the programme today the fabulously wonderful Laverne Antrobus. How are you, Laverne? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Well, I mean, this particular aspect, I mean, clearly uh, the last few months might have been a case of uh, uh, testing uh, patients to the limit with respect to lockdown and so on. Now, of course, the situation is apparently easing. We may be uh, en engaging in staycations. We may be traveling by car, etc. But this little survey that's been put together suggests that actually um, there are still problems and challenges to be overcome. Oh, almost definitely. And I think your listeners won't be surprised to know that the car journey is often the place where these arguments, these little bit of fractious behavior do occur. And so, you know, whilst not surprising, I think that this research, which is from AGS Insurance, is really helpful. I mean, it gives us some helpful stats, as you've just given, because it reminds us that actually, if we want to get to the, our destination safely, we have to sort of admit to ourselves that it can be quite a tense time in the car. Sometimes that's due to the behavior of the children in the back, but often, you know, um, the onboard navigator in the passenger seat might have a few tips and helpful hints as far as they're concerned for the driver. And that too can start off these little niggly arguments. Potentially it could be quite dangerous as well, of course, because ultimately, as we know, if you're driving a car, you need to pretty much give 100% concentration to the road ahead, etc., and not be distracted. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, there's some very clear messages here. You know, we want people to be coming out of lockdown and to be taking these day trips or going away for their vacation in the best way possible. And so from my point of view, what the research is pointing to is that we need to plan for this. We need to not expect ourselves to just get in the car and everything be OK, because the evidence shows that actually it's not as easy as we think. So we do need to make sure that we've planned the route, we've packed the right things, children have got what they need in the back, and actually the driver is then able to do this really important job of driving people safely to the destination. The days when one could probably quite happily occupy youngsters by having a game of I Spy uh, in an ever-increasing uh, world of computer-based material have long since gone. But isn't that a challenge in itself that surely if you have all your uh, tablets and devices and so on, uh, is that not a way in which they can be occupied from that point of view? I think that we've got a, I'm, I'm sort of, I don't want to hark back completely, but I do want to hark back to the, the, the days when I spy and spot the car and all of those things can be mixed up with the electronic devices. You know, and of course you can't have them all playing at the same time without the headphones. Um, I think there's some prep that goes into that because you've got to make sure you've charged them up the night before. But I think if you're planned, if everybody's got what they need and the driver is able to concentrate without too much noise in the back, that's got to be the best way. I think the other thing is that's coming out to the research is that, you know, children get really niggly about who's sitting where in the car, elbows. So, you know, a bit of prep ahead. It's your turn to sit in this seat on this journey. 
you know, make sure you take your pillow because you know you don't like it. If you can feel your brother or sister's elbow in you, those are the sorts of things that I think will make for a much easier time in the car. Planning then, it would seem, Laverne, is, is key to uh, a happy life when it comes to coordinating your whole things. You need to actually make a list of the, the key things that are there and uh, address the issues before they're likely to occur. Absolutely, because I'm really key, keen on the message, which is that, you know, the minute you step in the car, particularly if you're going on your holiday, that's when the holiday begins. And so you want to make sure that the ride down is as smooth as it can be. So that does mean planning taking breaks you know thankfully lots of the service stations are now back open so you can stretch your legs in those car parks and just have a bit of a time to sort of reset particularly for the driver because some journeys you know with a lot of us on the road are perhaps going to be a bit longer than they might have been before so all that prep ahead is really important and i have prepared some sort of top tips for um listeners so they can go to the website and have a look for those on if they type in agias.co.uk forward slash solved there's some stats that will help you think about this but also some top tips for safe journeys that are pleasant and everybody arrives well was indeed going to be my almost concluding question but i was delighted to hear laverne that uh, uh i spy hasn't actually quite uh, uh, died its death and that there is still a place for that because sometimes we can become too obsessed with screens i definitely agree and i think that actually it's about coming together as a family, um, particularly when, you know, we've, we've waited a long time to feel that we can get a bit of relief from the, where we've been. So it might seem a little bit old fashioned, but I still think those are the things that join families together. You know, we did this when I was in the car. I think those messages, those thoughts about, you know, your parents were young once and they did these things mixed in with their gadgets are a good, a good sort of combination so that everybody gets a bit of a flavour of everybody being involved so that, um, you know, the family holiday can really take off when you get there. Do you think things will change when we have driverless cars on the roads and uh, artificial intelligence runs through the whole process? Will everybody be just be strapped in and, and uh, forced to actually get on with each other then? What will that be like? Oh my goodness, that could be something completely different. I think we'd be sort of pressing a button on the car saying, programme, no arguments on this car journey. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Laverne Andrebus has been fantastic connecting with you good self today. Uh, hopefully you've had a pleasant and safe Zoomer with us. Take care and uh, happy driving. And to you. Thank you so much. Take care.